Hey everyone, this is Josh for the Solopreneur Grind Podcast, episode 118. I'm happy to be joined here by Ilya. Ilya, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Joseph, for inviting me. Awesome, Ilya. I'm looking forward to jumping in. Can you give everybody just a quick background, a little bit about yourself and what you're working on these days? Yeah, sure. Originally, I'm a front-end developer. I studied software engineering in university, then I started my career as a front-end developer. Then I created my software agency and finally working on the marketplace called Microns. Awesome. And that's actually how I found you and, and reached out. I actually couldn't remember, but I think it might have been from another email list that recommended Microns, your, your website, which we'll talk about a little bit on the episode, basically kind of buying and selling for, for micro SaaS products, which is really cool. That's how I found you, joined the email list, and then eventually was like, this guy's really cool. Got to reach out and, and have him on the show. But let, let's go back before Microns. You started as a software developer. How did your first entrepreneurial activity begin? I think in your case, it was a, it was a development agency, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all started when one of the development agency hired me. I worked for them almost three years. And then when the COVID started, it was like March months. I remember this, they, they, they've lost a bunch of customers and they fired me. That's how I decided not to move on like nine to five jobs and try to start my own agency. Like, because I already know how workflow works in agencies. I already knew how, for example, development management worked out so i just needed to understand how sales works so how we can get new customers and i partner up with one of my current partners in the agency he knows how to get get customers like we started we started our upwork campaign and right now we have seven developers and around 20k in monthly revenues so Everything is going good. Awesome. I, I, <clears throat> yeah. I'm very ahead. glad that I'm very glad that my previous company fired me and I finally started my own entrepreneurial journey. Well, it's funny because many, many of our guests have a similar scenario where something happened that sounded bad, right? Like getting fired or getting let off or anything laid off and it ends up turning into something really good. Right? So sometimes bad things on their surface don't don't always necessarily end up badly in the end. Was it a tough decision for you? Like when you got laid off, was it a hard decision to decide to start a new company? Or did, did, did you already kind of have it maybe a little bit in the back of your mind? And then my second question is, how did you find your partner? Because it, it sounds like a really great way to get into business is a partnership between someone who's good at doing something and someone who's good at selling, right? And you put that together and that's a really good team to start. So we'd love to hear more about the decision-making to actually start the company and then how you found your partner. Yeah, great, great questions. And for the first question, I had the idea about agency, I think from the university. And then when I when when they just employed me, I 
I just created some plan how I can reproduce something similar to their own agency, how to improve different processes like management, development. So I, I, had, I had this idea back of my mind. And when they fired me, I already know that I need to start implementing this because I just crafted some notes. I created some different structures, but I didn't get any action on this. So I think this trigger, like when they fired me, it played a crucial role into starting this, this kind of business because previously I didn't do any business at all, but my father did. So I think this came from my father. So I think this, this played very important role like creating, but when they fired me, i got a bunch of requests from LinkedIn that a different company different companies wanted to hire me. So I needed to decide how, how, how can I move on? And I rejected all of these inquiries. I decided to, to change and move into like business direction instead of getting and finding another job. So I had a little bit cash so I can like experiment for, I would say three months. So I have cash for three months and I think, um, I thought that this, this could be enough to start agency and like start something up. And in terms of a second question, I understand how to manage, how to onboard developers, how to just study them, how to develop projects, how to do everything except sales. So that's why I reached out to one of my colleagues from my previous companies and attracted him to our project. like to our agency. So I proposed him 50% of the company and we just started out after a few months, founder of my previous company figured out that this guy work works for me and for him. And he fired also, <laughs> he fired him. So my partner started focusing on our agency full time. And I would say we we found our first customers in like four months it it was our first customer but previously we hustled a lot to to set up everything to we we've got a bunch of calls with different customers we've tried to find like our first project to start building testimonials and like spread the word about it but i would say it's a perfect way where you can specialize in something like tech and find a, a person who can help you like in sales or marketing. And this is, I would say, very important because you just senior, you have pretty good synergy and you can power up yourself and your company. So if you're good at marketing, I think you should find tech related founders. So if you're a non-tech founder, you should find like tech founder. If you're a tech founder, you should find a salesperson or marketing guy who can help you set up the system and you can just start working. So don't be afraid to share some of your revenue upfront if you want to like set up everything in a good way. So you don't need to learn another field because it could take you a lot of time. Yeah, that, that's great advice. And, and you could ultimately spend a lot of time and never even be 50% as good as a partner 
that's doing, exactly. you know, been doing sales their whole career, just like you've been doing tech your whole career. So would, would you recommend that, Danielia? Because now you have a website where you're kind of talking about and promoting the, the sale of, of small SaaS businesses. Do you think, do, do you recommend to people in your community to form partnerships when they're starting or growing or, or buying these businesses? And, and the other part too is, do you see a lot of solo founders and, and do they run into problems that maybe they wouldn't if they found a partner? Yes, exactly. So in terms of the first question, I recommend and I encourage in our newsletter to find a partner. So if you're just starting your business at the first time, even at the like second or third time, I recommend you to find a partner who can power you up and, um, you can build successful company together. And how did I find this idea is just based on my experience. And also I've got different requests, like from job boards to promote their, you know, inquiries, but I decided to reject them because what, how I see entrepreneurship, it's about, it's not about jobs. It's about, uh, like partnering up or finding a mentor or consultant that can help you build this business. So that's why I rejected job from posting in our newsletter and encouraged to post like different partnership requests for free. So I try to build this kind of community where people um, build something together, they sell something together, they promote something together. And this ecosystem could, could highly impact for small businesses and professionals that wanted to start their entrepreneurship, but they didn't get trigger like me, like firing from their job, but they always wanted to start this. So I want to build this kind of ecosystem where people partner up, they sell in projects, they're marketing their projects and microns. It's the first step where you can buy and sell micro startups and find appropriate partner for your existing project or like future project. Absolutely. And, and if you are interested, definitely check it out. Microns.io. We'll put the link in the description. So if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, just check the description and you'll, you'll see the link right there. So Ilya, <clears throat> one thing that, that popped up to my head is at the beginning, you said you had about a three month runway and it took you about four months to get that first client. So can you walk us through maybe like the second and third month of your journey? Was it becoming very stressful? You were, you know, seeing your bank account go down a little, you weren't bringing in new clients. How stressful was that first part of the journey? And, and then what was, you know, what was it like signing that first client? Yeah, it was a very stressful part. I would say the most stressful till this time, I moved to my parents because I didn't have enough money to pay my rent. So I moved to my parents. I, I talked to them and I'm so glad that they supported me. So they didn't claim something or they didn't, they just, they just get this news because many of their relatives got fired from this period just because many investors and entrepreneurship are very like scared about economics. So they fired people and they supported me. They provided me a place where I can like stay for free. They bought me some food. So I have, I had money for like some, some food, maybe some kind of small purchases and some kind of subscription that needed to run our agency because to start agency, I, 
I would say for four months, I only spent 300 bucks. So that's not a big investment when you have a partner. And till that time, we've generated hundreds of revenue. So I would say those period, those four months, they were so stressful, not only for me, but also for my partner, for my parents. But I'm glad that they are supported me. My partner supported me because at the same period, my grandma passed away. So I've got a lot of stress and um, I got fired. My grandma passed that I spent many times. Uh, So that was very hard for me, but beautiful time comes around. And I found that when you get used to it, when you get used to the hard times, you can build the beautiful times. And right now, even when you have like some kind of recession or crisis, we, we don't even feel this because we don't have like revenue low down. We have everything set up and everything just fine. It was like this period that you need to move on and skip, I would say, but right. Yeah. yeah I, I can only imagine how, how that must've felt. I mean, I, I feel like most of us who've started a business can at least relate a little bit because I remember the first four or five months, actually very similarly when I started my first business, probably four or five months before getting my first client and it's uh, not fun, but uh, anyways, it makes you appreciate the good times a lot more. Right? So. So you guys signed that first client. What was it like? Or or maybe another way I can ask this is, what are some tips you would give people that are maybe about to start or thinking about starting a business? What are some key, maybe two or three things you you would advise them to try and land those first couple clients? Yeah, sure. The first thing, you should be professional in your field. So when we onboarded our first client, I perfectly understood the tech that this project was built. So I understood the problem. So the second point is to, you need to listen first and then ask appropriate questions. So listen to customers' problems and try to provide valuable feedback, try to provide just value to these customers, suggest something that could help improve UI, user experience, like something that could improve the overall experience of the platform. And my third, and my third point is to understand how to, how you can benefit and how you can get your customer benefit at all, because we, we, we not only provided the development services like front end, back end, but we also provided some kind of advices about business model, how, how, how we can improve this part of the startup so your project just spend less time for your customers how you can like spend less money of your customers to get more value to uh, to earn your customers more money so we try to be helpful as as we could like based on our previous experience based on our previous work on different other agencies and i think that's that helped to land our first customer. We worked together for around two years and that was really great experience. Very cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So Ilya, you, you start growing this agency and it's, and, and then eventually you start, you know, you're getting into the five figure MMR. 
at what point does microns start? Like, where does that part of the story begin? How how is that influenced? Yeah, sure. I described this part in in our first, I would say, issues, and it started when I when I see that scaling an agency it's much more efforts because to scale an agency you need to hire more people you need to get more projects to get more like revenue so it's a linear dependency between so i decided not to move with with, with such kind of things because when you get more people on board it's also effects on your quality I wanted to build like high quality agency where we have like only six or seven developers and we provide great experience for our customers. So we didn't, we didn't want to, um, to lock down our quality. That's, I would say the first thing. So I tried to find different ideas, how we can like benefit, like running some kind of tech company or like business. And I thought about the SaaS business. I thought about different kinds of edu or media companies, I would say like YouTube channel, you know, or newsletters. And I thought about marketplace business model. And I found this one very challenging for me because I thought running a SaaS, it's much more easier than running a marketplace. And I didn't know many things about marketplaces, but I already used a bunch of it like Airbnb, Uber, different places for booking restaurants. So I really wanted to build something for founders. And that's why like Microns was born. So I, I wanted to scale my agency and I decided to move on with the marketplace business model. So running it simultaneously with my agency and I just take a look at different fields and I found different places like Flippa, Microacquire. So I inspired and I just found that there is no like small and friendly place for indie hackers, for makers, for like smaller size transactions. And I decided to build this one for, for these people. So that's why, that's how Microns was born. And also about its name, I have two cats. One cat is called Lucas. The other one is Micron. So that's how <laughs> I created the name for, for my company. So I guess one piece of advice could be don't overthink the name because yeah. um, in, in this case, it kind of makes sense too, right? Coincidentally, the cat name kind of matches enough, right? With, with, with what the product actually does. Ilya, can you give us an idea of like, there, there's a lot of our listeners, let's say that are nine to fivers, they're thinking about starting a business or really anybody who's, you know, at the beginning and thinking about how to evaluate a business. Like, can you talk us through what type of research you did before you started Microns? Like, did you do a, a few weeks of research, a few months of research? What was the process like of evaluating the different options? And then what kind of triggered you to actually be like, okay, this is something that's a good opportunity. I'm going to start, I'm going to buy the domain, you know, what, whatever the first few decisions were. Yeah. So I, I spent around one week on their research and I wanted to find a place, a business model that I didn't work 
previously. So I worked on different mm -hmm. SaaS solutions. So I already know about like metric that SaaS uses. I already know how to build like basic SaaS project. But I didn't know anything about marketplaces in terms of development, in terms of business model, in terms of like users, in terms of even challenges. So I just found this interesting to learn. The first point is to learn. The second point, you need to check your competitors first. So I started just Googling if there is a place for like micro projects or like small site projects where you can just sell or buy them. So, and I found a few different places I analyzed, I analyzed different feedback from users, like just public feedback from Twitter, from Reddit, from different feedback sites. And I found the niche, the niche that relates to this, such kind of small projects that was available. And that's how I started Micron. So the first point is to learn, to learn something new. The second point is to find a niche that, that has pretty much of, you know, total addressable market, like potential users. So I already knew that Flippa have around 2 million of buyers and sellers. I already knew that MicroAcquire conducted around hundreds of deals every month. So I already knew that these merges and acquisitions field is potentially a great place to start. So I just needed a niche, a category where we can just start like a wedge and start building, start attracting, start getting some traction. So just be curious about something new, start learning something new, and don't be afraid if something doesn't work. Because when I started Microns, I spent six months on development and then I stopped it up and I started audience building. So six months were just, you know, spend on something that I didn't use because it was awful version of microns and I don't want to show you. So I started with audience building and I found that I really like to write. That's why I started newsletter, but you can always start a podcast or YouTube channel. So you just need to build initial stage of your audience. You need to tr attract audience and tell them something valuable. So I started newsletter. And then I found different great people that helped me to build Microns and we are working together and I'm so enjoying working with them. So just start building audience and you will find not only your audience, but your team. Right. Yeah. And, and I love the way you put it because you, you can use that market research to obviously prove that there's a need, but then take that extra step and, and pick a either a niche or even a sub niche that then separates you. Like the, the reason why I find Micron's interesting is because Flippa and MicroAcquire now have kind of gotten really big and tend to attract some of the bigger projects. But if, you know, let's say you're someone who's just looking for a, kind of like you say, like a micro SaaS, right? Something that's very small earlier on, lower price tag, you're building out a sub niche there that separates you from, from the other players, which is, which is really important. So Ilya, and, and then the last part that you said about not necessarily building first or building the product first, build the community first, build an audience first. What, can you walk us through that? Did, did you, was it started by the newsletter? And then can you walk us through the steps of how you started growing that? I myself has, have a newsletter. Newsletters have obviously become very popular, especially in the last year or two, it seems. They've kind of 
email marketing through newsletters have had a bit of a resurgence. How did you go about starting that and, and any tips for early growth for someone who's early on or maybe has a smaller newsletter tips for growing a, a newsletter? Yeah, sure. So I started the newsletter because of two reasons. The first reason I really like uh, to write. And the second reason I already read other newsletters. I, I inspired by the example of The Hustle. Uh, so I, I read every newsletter from The Hustle. And that's how I would say I stopped my development because I saw that I just waste my time. I didn't get any feedback. I didn't get any traction like users or something. I just spent some time of the, on the development. And I would say you don't need to do this. Just start your audience first, find your, like the, the strongest sites, like writing or discussing, asking questions. So start the podcast. If you like writing, start a newsletter. If you like filming something, start a YouTube channel. So it's fully up to you or like start building audience on Twitter or other social media. So it's fully up to you what you like, just start. And in terms of tips, we've started promoting microns organically. So the first, our users were through word of mouth and a few of my friends. So we've got around 20 people on board. Then I started promoting it on Twitter, like writing different content, threads, tweets, this, this helped a lot. Then we posted on different directories, like it could be startup directories, like beta list, microstartups.co or product hunt. So, and I would say other thing that, that helped us a lot is to start interacting in different communities. We started interacting in indie hackers and that helped us a lot to attract loyal people to the product. So they provided great feedback about not only about the UI, but also about the, how it should like work what they expect. So try to be active on different communities, like indie hackers, spread your startup in different directories, like beta list, uh, micro startups, and don't forget to launch, launch as much as you can. We started uh, launching microns on product hunt when we have 200 subscribers in our newsletter and with emails about, please guys, if you like the product, if you like the newsletter, support us on product hunt today and hundred people clicked and supported us. And that, that just pick up us to the front page of product hunt. And then organically we've got to the third place. <laughs> and after this launch, many different newsletters covered microns at that time, microns just has just had landing page and it was fully free. So we didn't have any monetization under it. You can contact the sellers. You can just buy startups for free. And the hustle, the hustle saw us, the hustle saw this product hunt launch, and they also covered us, which gave us around 300 of new subscribers. They said that check out this useful place for uh, micro startups and this gave us huge amount of traffic and this mention is really worked out for us. After this, many uh, small creators and newsletter writers started the same thing. They just shared our idea, our landing page, and this helped us a lot to build around a thousand of subscribers without like 
paying for for ads or something. So mostly organically. That that must have been cool coming full circle where you, you're inspired by the hustle to kind of start the, the the newsletter and and then next thing you know, well probably longer journey than that, but next thing you know, quote unquote, they're they're mentioning you. So that that's awesome to hear. So Ilya, I want to talk a little bit about micro SaaS acquisitions. Is this something you do as well? You obviously run this website, Microns, that helps people buy and sell micro SaaS. Do you take part in that activity as well? I believe you do because I read your newsletter, but can you talk a little bit about your experiences buying and selling micro SaaS companies? Yeah, sure. We're helping our buyers and sellers if they don't know how to start or they don't know like steps. We provide them with the resources. We provide them with the different answers if they have like particular question about their own acquisition. So every situation is unique and you need to ask like appropriate questions about your situation independently. But what I see the most, a lot of people just already acquired or sold a few startups. So they have some, some of the experience about this. And I, I think this niche is trending right now and will be trending around like 10 years at least. So I see high potential in this and many buyers, they have like a small onboarding process from our end. If they don't know, they can ask questions. So we are responding very quickly. So in terms of stories, I, I think I could share one story that happened around a months ago. One of it's, it's also one of the biggest deals till now, 4,000K for the Microsoft project. Iceland attorney bought this project for 40K. It's a multi-cloud backup Microsoft project that already generated around eight or nine calf revenue. And the, the, the most interesting part is that this founder, this buyer who bought this project, he is non-technical person. He just, he just like to read like TechCrunch and different other startup sites, interviews. And he always wanted to change uh, his job because he got bored of it. He didn't want this. And, you know, he started his entrepreneurial journey from this. And the most important part is that our sellers, I always ask our sellers to provide at least one month of the support for buyers. That's how they can like maintain and run the business. Later, they, they can discuss different like, you know, requirements. But basically, we don't charge any commissions from our sellers and we can ask for one month of support to provide better experience for buyers. And this buyer from Iceland, he appreciated this because sellers provided him as much support as needed and he also started writing a code. He always wanted to start writing a code, but after like, you know, starting a few courses, it just don't give you a perspective of real project that, you know, generates revenue. And he started writing a code. He started working with the customer support, like m doing different improvements to the site. And this, this story is, is so inspiring. So I covered this in our newsletter. I really like it. I really like to share with different people about this story. So even if you're non-technical founder, you can leave your job. If you get bored, 
you can always start a business. And there are a lot of people who can support you, not only sellers, but your own customers. So this is very important. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Ilya, what do you think is, is buying a really good opportunity right now? Like maybe what are some of the key, let's say someone's thinking about leaving their nine to five, they're, maybe they're considering starting a new business versus buying a business. Why do you think buying is such a, such a great opportunity right now? Yeah, I think buying a business, this is just one of the ways how you can approach. So this is not, I would say the best way, but most of the people who buy a startup, like not only on Microns, they uh, share that this is was the great experience of starting their entrepreneurship. Uh, I like this because you get some project with initial traction because like building a project from scratch, you need not only to handle the development, you also need to handle the marketing. And for this reason, you, you need, you either need to have a partner or you need to be a pro in this field, like pro in the marketing, pro in the development. So to handle everything from scratch, or you need to hire an agency or freelancer to handle the development. And it's very expensive. Currently, if you check listings on Microns, we have 5k projects with like thousand in annual revenue and to build, to build from scratch, such kind of project, you need to spend maybe even more like 10 K, but you won't have any customers and traction by buying a project. You get not only a project with some traction, you also get a support from the sellers and you also learn something new. So learning something new, getting investment that can, that you can like get a return in a few months. That's very important. One of our stories, Max, um, founder of a SEO agency from France. He bought a small project like 2000 in asking price. And he flipped this project in one week. And he said that return on the investment just in one week. So he just bought it. He grew it with his own audience, like, and selling to his SEO customers and then flip it. So <laughs> that was really interesting. Yeah, I, I so guess there's I think... a few ways you could go at it, right? The, the, the buy to build yourself or the buy, use your expertise to increase revenue and then just flip it. Is that, is that common? What would you say is the breakdown between buyers looking to flip versus buyers looking to build a long-term business? Yeah, I think it's around 60 to 40. 60% of people won't just earn by flipping projects and 40% of buyers, they're like some kind of strategic buyers. So they're buying not only to hold the business, but to grow it for a long-term perspective or to synergy with their existing business. So we've had a story with one of our buyer who bought a project just to have a synergy with his own main product. Like, and this project that he bought, he didn't have any revenue, but he has three customers, like three users that were active. They were engaging with the product. They were using this product on a daily basis. So he bought this even without any monetization, but he all, always knew that he can merge this customer base and improve his own main product. So there are a lot of different ways how you can benefit from this. 
And I think like buying a product, buying, buying like this Microsoft project is one of the best way for newbies to start. Right. I totally agree. And, and it's a, it's a great point about synergies. Maybe, maybe you have a, an agency and you can buy a micro SaaS or a community that's making $0, but then you can market your agency services to those users and start monetizing it from day one, whereas the previous owner couldn't. So you could still, you know, get it at a good price and, and probably get, get some pretty good returns pretty quickly. This, this has been really great. My, my last question is about balance, especially as, you know, entrepreneurs who largely are their own bosses. You have your agency, you have microns. It also sounds like maybe you do some micro SaaS buying and selling. How do you balance all of these different projects? How do you stay productive? How do, how do, you, how do you keep your head on straight with, with all this stuff going on? Yeah, it's, uh, I think, perfect question. Before starting the microns, I automated and delegated most of my process for agencies. So I would say 85 or 90% of work for my agency is either automated or delegated. And I only spend around 10% of my time. Like I would say I can spend around six hours a week and get the same amount of revenue that I worked on the nine to five job. So before starting a microns, I wanted to like cut this time spending on my agency and I would say cut it as much as I could. So I only spent around 10% of my time. It's about different complex decisions. It's about strategy of growing agency or like maybe sales calls, but that's it. And because I, I, I always knew that when you start something that you don't know, for example, marketplaces, I didn't know anything about this, such kind of business model. So I understand that I needed to dedicate full time. I needed to dedicate like a lot of my time to this project to, to make it great because I didn't want to build another platform, like usual platform. I wanted to, to, to work for people to solve real problems. So that's why I cut all of my time on agency. I delegated many things. I, I created instructions for people. I created rules. I created our well in the company. So everyone knows how to do with the different situations. So I covered most of the cases for agency, like for developers, for managers, for mentors. And that's why it worked out for me. And then I started microns. Like I dedicated around 30 hours per week of my time into microns and around six to eight hours per week to my agency. So it's pretty forward to 40 hours a week, but right now I would say one year of so some, some kind of this work, I spend around, I would say 15 hours on microns every week and the same amount for agency, like six, eight hours a week for agency. So, but everything is going good. We are keep growing right now. We have, um, like micron started with one person and right now we have one, two, three, four, five people, <laughs> five people already, but. I think even when we get to milestones, like, you know, 1 million, $2 million, we can keep our team small, like five people can work on microns and no matter of the size of the, you know, um, 
in terms of revenue, because we've built our company this way, where we have a person who can dedicate itself to different things. Like we have a person who handles customer requests. We have a person who helped me to grow the product. I, we have a person who just write uh, some posts for us and we just edit it. So when you grow, I think you will hire people to your company. It's eventually if you want to grow, but try to keep your company like small. So you don't have like managing headaches and try, try to optimize for your time. So to spend more time with your family, with your loved ones. So with your, like with my wife, with my cats. So I try to optimize for my time. I try to do this not only for my agency. And right now I'm, I start doing this for microns because previously I had like 40 hours working week. And right now I have like 20, 25 hours working week. I plan to decrease it to, I would say 15 hours. That would be great for me, maybe 20 hours. That would be also optimal, optimal for me. So my biggest advice here is try to optimize for fun and try to optimize for your own time because time it's unrecoverable resource. So you always can get your money, you always can earn more money, but the time and the reputation are most important parts of your business and your like personality. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And and I like the approach you took where like what's what some people might do is put their hands in a whole bunch of different pots. And then next thing you know, you have all these projects or companies to manage. You started with one, optimized one really well, then move to the second and start working yeah, exactly. on optimizing that, then move to the third. So I I, I think you, you did that really intelligently, whether it was on purpose or not. It sounds like a great job. Ilya, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been really interesting listening to your story, get, getting some of these tips and, and advice. My last question is always, if, if there's someone out there right now, they're working a nine to five, they're not happy, they wanna get into entrepreneurship or they're trying to get into entrepreneurship, or maybe they're at the beginning stages, but it's slow, they're in those tough first few months. What are one or two pieces of advice that you would give them? Yes, great ending. So. My, the biggest advice, don't leave nine to five job unless you have enough cash to sustain yourself and your family. So aim to around a year. Don't aim like three, three, four months, aim around like six, 12 months. So if you have enough, enough cash, cash for sustain, like your health, like your operational expenses, expenses on, on your like you know, different activities, only then you can start working on, on your project because I encourage people not to leave their like cash flowing before they can sustain themselves. So I had the situation where I needed to move to my parents and I don't know if it's a great or not, but they helped me. So I just recommend you to, to, to have enough cash before you're moving into it doesn't matter like buying a project or like creating your own project from scratch, just have enough money for you and for your family before you're leaving your job. Awesome. Great way to end. 
Ilya, thanks again for coming on the show. If anybody wants to connect with you or, or learn more or check out your businesses, where do you recommend? They can connect me with uh, on Twitter. So I have open DMs and they, they can connect with me via email. So we have Ilya at Microns email. Awesome. And we'll link those in the description as well as the Microns website. Ilya, thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Josh. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise. Great questions. Thank you. Great questions.